0: Hello, my little puffins. Welcome to another episode of Eat Puff Love. We are your host, Growler.
1: And your boy Vibe. How are you feeling today, vibe? Feeling good. Yes. Yes, yes, we're feeling are. really good, actually. Oh, why are you feeling good today? Well, I'm sated. I just had a breakfast sandwich. Cause you know mm. what? Talk I'm about On this. vacation. Vacation. Talk about this breakfast sandwich. This is Eat Puff Love. Oh, it is. It is true. So, you know, um, I took a little bacon mm. and put it in the skillet, mm-hmm. and then I fried a little egg in that grease. But mm. in that little cute little mold you have that keeps the egg shape. Okay. Um. Okay. And then Fancy. After that, come, on, come on, McDonald's. Put it on a little um bun. Yeah. Yeah, a little hamburger bun that yes. I toasted. Ooh. And then we spread some. Um, Vegan A's. Imagine that. That was the only vegan thing <laughs> on, the, on the sandwich, but we use vegan A's. Did you use vegan A's? Because I'm at your house and Get the uh hell. <laughs> that's why I'm
0: using it. Because there's no was, real mayo to be found. It, well there's no real mayo here. But you know what? It's not about who is real let and let me what finish telling the people about the sandwich. Yeah, tell
1: us about the sandwich, go ahead. Okay. And then I layered two pieces of gouda and you know you don't put the strips of bacon on you have to tear them apart so you get bites on each part of the sandwich and i added lettuce and tomato a little salt and pepper and there you go friends yeah breakfast sandwich
0: i don't know if this is a breakfast sandwich or if this is like a breakfast meal because like when i think of a breakfast sandwich all i think about is like a sausage egg and cheese you talked about lettuce tomato mayo like all food groups all the food groups, yeah. That's what should happen to more breakfast sandwiches. It should have all the food groups. Well, that would. Uh, that sounds like the cost of breakfast sandwiches would uh, start to soar all across the country, and um, and we don't need people skipping breakfast. around. already it. happening, friends. <laughs> already happening. Well, I am feeling good as well on today. It is. Um, it is a nice summer. Day in D.C. In June. In June, um, I am enjoying also uh, my digesting breakfast sandwich, courtesy to Chef Vibes, who made it happen. Y'all, this breakfast sandwich was good. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. It was was some good stuff. And at the end, you know, um, it's like the perfect way to wrap up a June. having um, breakfast sandwiches and vacationing, and also getting to reflect on Pride. This has been Pride Month. Month yeah, June is Pride Month
1: along with a lot of other things, but we're going to be focusing on Pride. Pride. Um, yeah.
0: So tell me, tell me, do you remember your first time going to a Pride event? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Mm. My
1: first Pride event? Well, I imagine it was probably in Washington, D.C. I don't know if I came before I moved here to the city or afterwards, but I always remember Pride being um, one split, because D.C. has its own D.C. Black Pride, Mm -hmm. and then there is Pride. Mm -hmm. And D.C. Black Pride happens in May Mm -hmm. um, around the... um, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. And so I just recall that just being a great thing. Like people from all over, um, up and down the East Coast, really, and maybe even as far away as Chicago would, you know, come Mm -hmm. to DC and there would be parties all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm talking about Black Pride. And uh, they would have Chocolate um, City. Yeah, waning, but (laughs) the memories are still here. The memories are are still here. So are the people. Yeah. We just need to make ourselves known and, you know, but anyway, I'm digressing. Don't mute, DC. Um, yeah, Pride in DC. It was just a great time, it was camaraderie, it was a lot of fun, a lot of, uh, I'm sure a lot of sex going on, a lot of music. <laughs> but one thing that the organizations always did outside the circuit parties was they always had like some informational fair mm-hmm. and event, you know, mm-hmm. like about, you know, it's just centering um, black queer voices. And I remember that happening. And, and then I moved to DC in 1996. Wow. So, um, you know, yeah. It was a thing. I mean, there was always anxiety around pride, too. You know, you got your best outfit. You got to have money in your pocket because right. you're going to be going to this place and that place. Right. Um, right. You're going to be going out and eating with friends. And so, you know, you could be struggling. But But, but it was always a celebration. And then at the end, there was always... Um, like a barbecue-type event in the park yes. over at Fort DuPont with music and boys with the T-shirts off. and uh, Yes,
0: come on, cookout. Yeah,
1: so it was a big thing. And it happened again this year. We got out to a little of the events, right? Yeah, yeah we so. got out
0: to – this was actually my first um, D.C. Black Pride. Um, and I think <clears> – <throat> I, um, I mean, it was that combined. I mean, moving to the city and um, – And then the pandemic happening shortly after that. And so, um, yeah, it was a great time. And, um, the, the, the parties were fun. Um, seeing all the people was fun and getting to dance. That's, that was really where my heart was. We got to dance, 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 dance all night, all night. And like, if you, if you are not dancing to the point where you're sweating and you're drenched, um, then you know you ain't doing it right. You right. know, so you gotta, you know, move your feet. And if you can't move your feet, then move your body in your seat. You know, do what you gotta do because uh, that's 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 what pride was for me this year. Yeah. But you know, I think my first pride was actually so when I um when I lived in St. Louis, there was actually a park across the street from my house. The loo, yes, in the loo, and in Tower Grove Park is where the. Uh, was where pride used to happen. And so um, I was still trying to figure out myself. And I knew... um, So what pride was it? Was this like a uh, all-inclusive pride
1: event? Yeah,
0: this is more like an all-inclusive pride event. They also used to have the Pagan Festival across the street. And uh, at the time, my Christian family was like, oh, no, we're not going to no Pagan Festival. Uh, (laughs) 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 But... But... But you know, we saw pride, and 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 the music was cool, and the people had on fun outfits, and I lived in a neighborhood where there were a lot of LGBT people uh, who are out and um, and and were visible in the community, and so. Um, so that explains it all, then. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Early exposure. Early exposure, which and is a good thing. It's a good thing, you know. I even remember there was a little coffee shop. On the at, up the street, and it was always known that that was the gay coffee shop. And in high school, I I never went to it because I was like, Ugh, I don't want to go to the gay coffee shop. And now you can't keep me out of the gay coffee shops. So. <laughs> well, if there are any. If um, there are any anymore. <laughs> but just
1: clarifier for people, for our listeners, uh, Little Puffins, like you all know, we live in a world where, you know, White folks do their own things, yeah. even though now they're trying to be more inclusive. But you know, not so much. Yeah. Um, and so that means that you know, black folks and other people of, of of color have to create their own events where they are proud and out and celebrating um, who they are and being celebrated and being celebrated. Yeah. Um, and taking the initiative to do that. And so yeah, there are even in this day and age separate pride events because you know in like i said before in dc the the all-inclusive pride happened after yeah. dc black pride right. and though the city acknowledged uh dc black pride of course uh businesses and venues were really really celebrating yeah. the inclusive pride so yeah yeah that's a thing but yeah. whatever yeah yeah
0: it's, it's whatever i mean but you know i think uh having those spaces for uh people to come together and um be celebrated is so important um uh, and um yeah I'm just grateful i'm grateful grateful, grateful, and you know now my my pride experience has a has an expectation to it I, oh I, really oh yes, oh yeah, how so well, first of all, I gotta make sure that I have a cute shirt on because <laughs> <laughs> because, honey, the sidewalk becomes the runway. You have to look good. <laughs> at some events. At some events. At some, at some events. events.
1: You don't need anything on. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like sitting at the round table, having a discussion about education. Um, this is a and th- Yes. Uh, you know, and <laughs> we show up as queer educators of color. Um,
0: yeah, we totally did do that. And you
1: know, one takeaway. So we went on, just for you all who are listening, we went to this roundtable because at the DC Black Pride event, there were roundtable discussions about a plethora of things. Mm-hmm. And we decided to go to one around um, educators. Yeah. And uh, the conversation went everywhere. But one of my takeaways from that brought me back into my own classroom. For all those who don't know, I'm a, I'm a teacher, on my day job. Um, and helped me really like this year be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not direct, but like intentional. It, intentional. intentional about expressing what um, Pride Month meant to my students. And so, you know. Every morning, we spotlighted a queer hero and gave information and had discussion and read great books about um, gender identity and what it means to be queer.
0: So, so um, you said you said queer heroes were these just were these were these people who were championing LGBT issues specifically, or were these? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So,
1: like, we spotlighted um, Marsha P. Johnson. And we yes. spotlighted um, uh, some names are. I'm missing blanking on some days, it's probably that sunshine. Well, who <laughs> but Sounds like you should've been yeah. two months now. <laughs> but it. yeah, like all 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 types of people, all shades and hues, and mm-hmm. the kids really had some really great questions. They had some curiosities, and it was good because um, I didn't get any pushback from anybody, not even any parent. That's awesome. Um, and, and so I feel like that's something I'm gonna continue to do. Uh, particularly in June, but you know throughout i mean I've always I, I teach math and I always throw in you know non gender pronouns and explain families through word problems and stuff but yeah yeah that that was something that was a takeaway for pride, and I feel
0: like I'm rambling now, so no 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 yeah. no it's good and i I think um, I think that as uh, an educator um, yeah, who better to have those conversations with are young people than somebody who is open to their questions and willing to listen and willing to um, to push new questions and um, and, and and expand um, their critical thinking and their thoughts about the world and um, yeah so I think that's pretty
1: cool yeah yes. I'm, I'm over here trying to listen but my tongue just went numb you again because I licked my lips after drinking that spicy lemonade you made. <laughs> And now my tongue is numb again.
0: Well, you know what? <laughs>
1: Who puts jalapenos in lemonade, everybody? You know what? Growler does. Growler.
0: <laughs> you know, I am really excited, Vibes, because we have a very special interview that we are going um, to be sharing today. Yeah. Um, we spend considerable amount of time traveling. Um, we love to travel. Travel is our jam. It is our jam. It is our jam. Um, and one of the things that we love, um, to do when traveling is we love to, to find people who are having conversations that we are interested in, who are eating the foods that, that we want to eat, who are chefs, who are LGBT people, who are people of color, who are, um, we look for podcasters. We look for we look for all of those uh, opportunities to connect um, with people. And today, um, we have the opportunity to share um, about an organization that's doing work in one of our favorite places in the whole wide world, and that Jamaica. place is Jamaica.
1: Oh, see, there you go. I did not. I did not. <laughs> Jamaica. I did not say Jamaica.
0: <laughs> but no, tell people about J Flag. So J Flag is um, is a human rights and social justice organization. It is at the forefront of advocating for the lives of LGBT people in Jamaica. Um, they've been doing that for some time now. Um, and I'm telling you, I felt so excited um during this interview and, and, and our listeners will be able to hear that. Um but but I think uh what I enjoyed the most was just hearing all of the great things that are happening um in Jamaica. And then honestly all I could think was, Yes, can I can can I this is another reason why I want to just move. (laughs) Put me in in coach. (laughs) Right. And it's good to know
1: as, as people will hear that like, yeah, we, people in people's mind, Jamaica is not necessarily deemed as one of the safest places in the world for LGBTQ people. But um, yeah, this, this interview and conversation With um, Nikoi Wilson, who is the uh, policy and advocacy manager for the organization. Yes. Um, The conversation with him, and then my own experiences, uh, led me to know that you know that is that's not the case. And so I'm just glad that um, we're able to share this with listeners. And even though, like we said, it's the 11th hour of Pride (laughs) month, and you know July is right this week, Friday. Yes. It's still a good interview, and um, yeah. Unless I'm glad you, we did it.
0: Unless you want to go to Pride in Jamaica, which is happening August first through, through the sixth. Yep. And hunty, let me tell you, if you have to go to a Pride brunch anywhere, please, 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 let me go to Pride brunch in Jamaica. Can you imagine mm, all, all the ackee the, and oh saltfish and oxtails yes. and mm, all the good drinks? Yes. And, and all a- the chocolate people. Hey. Hey, in the music. Hey, the music. I know it's a thing. If you, hey, we've been talking about dancing. You ready to (laughs) dance? Come on, let's dance. Beach, Beach, sun, fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. So, without further ado, uh, I mean, let's go ahead and share the interview. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, when we come back,
1: listen on.
2: Hello, our little puffins, and welcome back to another episode of Eat, Puff, Love. We are so excited to have a special guest with us all the way from Jamaica. We have Nicoy Wilson with us. Nicoy, how are you today?
3: Hi, I am good. How are you?
2: Oh, we're doing just great. Yeah,
4: thank you for joining us. So, Nikoi is the Policy and Advocacy Manager for Equality for All Jamaica, um, is also well known as JFLAG, for those who are listening. Um, so, Nicoy, we're glad you're here. So, uh, we're wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and what Equality for All Foundation, also known as JFLAG, does.
3: Okay, so, um, you know, as you said, I'm Nicole Wolf, the Policy and Advocacy Manager at Equality. Um, Equality for Our Foundation, also known as JFLAG, is the foremost social justice and human rights organization advocating for the rights of LGBT people in Jamaica. How I fit into this? Well, I engage um, stakeholders very, in a more direct way. So the parliamentarians, the heads of agencies, the heads of departments and these are government departments that is and even individuals in the private sector it's my job to engage them so that they are aware of the issues facing lgbt people in their various sectors and to inform them of the need for you know active steps to be taken so that the lives of lgbt jamaicans can be improved
2: wow wow so this is this is some beautiful work that you're doing in Jamaica. Is this organization in Kingston? Yeah, it is. We are based in Kingston. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 So how did, how did this organization come about? Can you tell us a little bit about the history?
3: All right. So JFAG was founded in, oh well, on December 10, 1998. For those of us who know, well, who work in human rights, we you know that that's actually human rights, International Human Rights Day, yeah. December 10, and that's um, observed yearly. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was founded by a set of queer people, Um, by 12 men and women who, you know, saw that there was a need to advocate for the protection of LGBT people's rights in Jamaica. Um, So that's really how we came about. You know, it's a group of people realizing that, hey, the LGBT community um, was underrepresented and needed that sort of representation and advocacy so that their needs you know, could be their needs, and rights um, could be realized. That is
2: so cool. Yeah. yeah.
4: So, um,
3: we're really excited,
4: um, as, about all the wonderful projects that, um, Equality Jamaica, J Flag, is doing within the country. Um, working hard to improve the lives of everyday queer Jamaicans. And we know you were host. You hosted an annual Pride events. Um, you're a part of the Stop the Murder Music campaign, and there's various policies and legislation that you're trying to put forth in your assembly. So, uh, could you elaborate on those things or uh, just give us an update on how things are going?
3: Sure. All right. So, currently, we are undertaking a few projects. Um, one of them is EU-funded, and it is focusing on economic, social, and cultural rights. Um, and these are rights that look at your basic human needs. So the right to education, health, adequate standard of living, housing, these are some of the rights covered under that project. And in fact, we started work on ESPRs um, quite early. It's our gay agenda that was released some years ago. Um, and that looked at the intersectionality of issues that LGBT people face. So the EU project basically you know, gives us the funding um, and the focus to Look at the ESCR issues in a more in a more um, deliberate way, mm-hmm. um, and to actually undertake programs that help to address um, these rights. So we would have we have service providers training happening right now under that project, where we you know get service providers in the room and we train them on LGBT issues. So we sensitise them on the issues um, the community is facing, and then we equip them with the skills on how to deal. Um, with the community members or when they encounter community members, um, because we recognize that that's one of the gaps, um, that exists. Um, so that's one of the projects that we're doing, and that's a small part of it. A part of it also is the engagement of the, the key decision makers, um, which is something that I'm directly in charge of. Um, so it's kind of, it is sensitizing them on the issues as well and on the need for policy reform, especially because of the position that they hold. So, you know, the parliamentarians, the business leaders, they have a lot of um, influence, um, and they are the ones who influence policy. And so, you know, I, I engage them on the issues affecting LGBT people so that they can be aware of it and be in a position to take action on these um, these issues. Um, we also have um, another project that is funded by USAID, which is also looking at, well, it's it's more focused on political and trade union engagement. Mm. Um, And so we are doing trainings with political actors and labor unionists so that they are also aware of the issues affecting LGBT Jamaicans, but also equipping them with the skills so that they can engage LGBT people in a more meaningful way. And on the flip side, we also have training for LGBT people who are interested in politics, who um are, are are also being trained um to engage these parliamentarians and the trade unions um in a more meaningful way and when i say in a more meaningful way i mean um do they, they being aware of you know how government works and you know the various um avenues for engagement um and and how to go about accessing those avenues
4: so making sure that there are people who are seats at the table as they, as they say
3: you know, people right, right.
4: Are able, making influence. Yeah,
3: because one, one of the important things for us is, 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 is having individuals in the spaces that yeah. are occupied by the decision makers who can push the LGBT issues directly to them. Because you will spark, you'll speak to a, a member of parliament, for example, um, but that member of parliament has a constituency and has constituents that they ha- also have to think about. Um, right. And who they also have to you know, take into consideration when they're making certain decisions mm-hmm. um, and so they may not ne- you may have a meeting with them and they understand the need for policy reform they understand the need for LGBT people to be included in the decision making process. however, because of the multiplicity of issues that they have to deal with that is- the issues of LGBT people while they are similar to those of their constituents It's not something that readily comes to mind. So you need the people in their space who have their ears, who can say to them that, hey, remember, LGBT people are also affected in this way. And And so that they can actually take steps to address those issues, you know, in their own way, in their constituency, and then, you know, in a larger way on the national stage.
4: i think you're speaking to our next question is which are what are some challenges that um equality jamaica is still facing um i mean I, we, the world was just ravaged with the pandemic we're still experiencing it um you know the economy uh, around the world the world's economy is in a uproar. um how are these challenges if all affecting the work that uh, you're doing and that your organization is doing on a daily basis
3: all right, so initially, the pandemic was, was something that we really, we had to adjust to um, mm. very quickly. And mm-hmm. it did affect our programs um, because many of our programs are, in fact, face-to-face. Mm. And so we had to pivot and we had to then move a lot of these things to the online space. Um, and so that was, that was one of the difficulties um, we faced. Um, but it was it wasn't something that we didn't weren't able to overcome because we did overcome it. Um, so in terms of how it has affected us, that's really how you know it's really having to change how our programs are delivered, particularly those that were face to face. So even like for Pride last year, um, we had gathering restrictions, and so only only a handful of individuals could actually attend Pride events. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I believe yeah, in the first year of Pride as well, it was even smaller than last year. So last year was bigger, um, but the year before, it was even smaller. The events had, were, 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 were dramatically scaled down. Um, yeah. So that's really how it affected us. It was really how we had to deliver the program, but we were still able to deliver programs nonetheless. Wow. I hear you talking
2: about uh, all the trainings that you've been doing with organizations, mm-hmm in the community, what are some, what are some things that uh, your average Jamaican could do to help support the organization? If you are a business owner and you, this is a issue these are issues that you are passionate about or you're just somebody's grandmother who wants to figure out how you can be supportive, what are some ways in which Jamaicans can, can help support the organization?
3: Um, well, I guess one way—I mean, everyone is on social media. Um, one way that people can support, which they, don't, which they, you know, oftentimes overlook, is mm-hmm. through resharing our posts. It's through engaging with us online, um, you know, sharing our posts, especially those that have information on, you know, the issues affecting the community, you know, and gender identity and sexuality, so that people in their respective circles can gain a better understanding. Of of, of of what L- being LGBT is, especially in Jamaica. Um, they can also reach out to us. Um, my email is nikoi at equalityjamaica.org. You know, they can reach out to me um, to, 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 to volunteer um, because we do have a volunteer program. Um, we also have an ambassador program. Um, while the ambassador program is technically closed right now in terms of um, persons who can be a part of it, but every year we have trainings for new... Ambassador, so that's something that they can also do, and you don't have to be LGBT. Um, and in fact, we encourage allies to be a part of the ambassador program because allyship is very important to us. Um, so even like when you, you mentioned businesses, so a business a business owner does not have to be LGBT to support L- the LGBT cause. It can be through, for example, we have an employer safe space manual which they can get access to to learn, you know, how to make their workplace more respectful of LGBT people so these are the ways the real ways in which that you know they they can actually help support um, our cause so we don't expect them to be going on any platform and saying oh you know LGBT issues um, are important etc. Sure we'd want them to do that but you know outside of that in their own circle they can promote LGBT rights you know by doing the things that help people to be help us as LGBT people to be included um, and to feel a part of, you know, whatever is happening.
4: Right, because as you said, I mean, it takes a whole community and, and allyship and is important to building any type of movement and recognizing that these are people within your community. We are people in your community, and mm-hmm. these are and the value that we add. So I, I guess my question um, is about what those of us who live outside of Jamaica um, those queer people around the world uh, how should we support um, what is the work that we should be doing here in our own home home country um, so that we are uh, connecting ourselves throughout the world particularly for us a place that we love and enjoy coming to um, Jamaica
3: um, I think one way in which people overseas can be helped well can 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 help is it's really through connecting with us, um, talking to us um, so that we can help them to kind of understand what it is like being LGBT here I know right now in terms of even perception of of of, of LGBT Jamaicans who would have left here long ago um, is that jamaica is, is still a very homophobic place um, and I think the the you know people who are people in the diaspora people who just love Jamaica who visit. Um, you know, can be can be can be individuals who can spread the word that Jamaica is not, you know, as it was dubbed before the most homophobic place on earth, which you know I still right. still disagree with to a great extent. Even when the article came out, just because you know there are countries where LGBT people are being hunted and being published in the paper, um, right. and people are getting right. awards for that. We are, that's not something that ever happened in Jamaica. Um, but it's really, it's really being, it's really spreading that message that Jamaica is not, um, is not the place that people think it is, mm. um, and that LGBT people are living here and are existing here openly. Because I'm existing here openly, and yes, I acknowledge that there's some privilege attached to it. You know, <laughs> you know, it's having a good job, it's being able to live in particular places. Um, but I don't see how that's different than anywhere else in the world, really. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you go anywhere else in the world and you know that you still will experience homophobia, homophobia, even if it's subtle. Um, sometimes you don't realize you're experiencing it, um, right. but it's really for them to kind of spread that word that Jamaica is not, is not that place, It's not that place because, um, I think it's kind of help. It's, it's kind of having people come here, having Jamaicans more exposed, um, to, 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 to LGBT people, um, and I suppose even supporting our programs in whatever way they can. Sure, we'd want money, but there are other ways that they, 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 they can support. Um, mm-hmm. It could be that, you know, during their vacation, they decide, okay, we're going to take vacation during Pride, and we're, during our Pride, because our Pride is, we do celebrate our Pride from August 1 to 6. It could be coming up and showing up at our event. Um, you know, it could be any, any, any small gesture um, that will just help to you know, help us to feel the support. Um, from from other people, I think those are things that can be done um, to support um, support the community here. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I
4: saw that there was a pride event in Jamaica, <laughs> I was like, "Am I invited?"
3: <laughs> uh, yes, you are. And you know, it's interesting, and it because didn't, it's interesting in how pride happens here. Because I remember my first pride was in 20 in 18 or 19, and we had gone to a little, a place in Ocho Rios, which is a very public place. And mm-hmm. when I got there, police was there, you know, police was searching us and, you know, whatever, but they were there primarily to, for security. And I was, I was a very amazed at how, how many LGBT people were in the space. Because mm-hmm. there were like, I, I, there were at least 300 people there, but it was a lot of people. And this was like a, a, a fairly public um, space. You know, so a lot of people don't realize that you know this is something that happens in, in Jamaica, and then like there are gay parties happening in Jamaica like every week, like okay. so it's not so and it's not you're not you and, and 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 they're happening in very central locations, so we're not necessarily having people hunting us down in that way, and it's not that people aren't being hunted down, it's just that in terms of how things have changed, um the fear that LGBT people had in the past. They, to a great extent, they don't need to have it anymore. Um, and again, I have to always um, add that you know there is some type of privilege attached to it. It's having, being able to access certain spaces. It's being able to live in Kingston, yeah. um, which many people still you know it, it's difficult for many people to do still because it's not cheap to live here. Um, right. But it, but it, you know it, you know it's it still it still it still goes to the point that things are improving have improved and continue to improve for lgbt jamaicans
4: yeah it, i agree it's not lost on us that even here i mean in what's supposed to be the well i'm
3: putting this in quotes speaking
4: of light like, that's not my philosophy around the united states but um that there's still a lot of openly discriminatory hom- homophobic uh queerphobic transphobic activity that happens throughout this nation yeah i mean just most recently there was a whole uh, plan to storm um, a pride event in iowa out in the middle of the country which is very rural and you know um, um a drag performer was reading a book to children in the library something been happening Rise of conservatism people feel um, more emboldened so it's not lost on us that that yeah even here in our own home country yeah there's a privilege um when you as you said, when you have a certain length, standard of living um salary education et cetera um location mm-hmm. privilege that provides, and that's not for everybody, but I think that what you're doing and your organization is doing is trying to bring that to the forefront and make it so that more people um and all people have um the ability to be who they are
3: that's yes yes yes, that's exactly it
2: um those are, those are the last of our questions. I, I just have one last question for you. Tell me about uh, what, what excitement is planned for Pride this year?
3: All right. So there are two things that um, we should be ha- having. Um, so there is our sports day, which is on August 1. Mm-hmm. And then we have our Pride breakfast party, which is on August 6. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be publishing a, publishing a calendar soon. Um, but we are confirming other events because what we are trying to do at JFLAG as well is to have less of less of pride on us. And why we're doing that is because we want the community to be more involved in the planning and executing of pride events. So we mm-hmm. have something called Pride Share, which we um, and through that. We provide some level of funding to individuals who want to put on events for pride. Um, so there are going to be other events um, mm-hmm. but we have not completed the pride share process as yet but as soon as those other events are confirmed and they are and, and if they are public then um, you will see it on our calendar but there should be a number of events happening
4: if you could there with our listeners our little puffins and let them know how they can follow uh, Equality for All Jamaica, um, how they can get in contact with you. Um, just, yeah, go ahead and drop us with your social media and contact information.
3: Okay. All right, so you can contact me at Nicoy at equalityjamaica.org or you can follow me on Instagram at DW. Um, But for our social media pages, you can follow us at equalityja on Instagram. Um, it's also EqualityJA on Twitter. And then on Facebook, you can either type JFLAG into the search box or you can do facebook.com forward slash EqualityJA. Um, and if you want to reach out to us generally, you can send us an email at admin at So mm-hmm. there's several ways that you can get in contact with us.
2: Awesome. Nicoy Wilson of Equality Jamaica. We are so grateful to have had you on our show today. Thank you, thank you,
3: thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. No problem. It was my pleasure. Awesome.
4: We're going to end the recording.
1: Join us by subscribing to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and remember to eat puff love.